Hello and welcome back everybody to the Just One More Level podcast. I'm your co-host Christian. And I'm your co-host John. And this week we have played a little bit of uh, Bugs Life on the PlayStation 1. So it's a uh, little game that John's been talking about for quite some time. Figured we'd go ahead and give it a try. Uh, something of a game that you played a lot when you were younger, right? Uh, yeah, not not this one specifically, actually. I got Okay, this... which one was it that you played? Uh, Toy Story 2. Oh, Toy Story. That's right. That's right. I yes, keep getting them mixed and, up. And uh, The Lion King. Well, they're they're very similar. Similar uh, style of games. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's a game. It's kind of uh, you, you, you play. I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen the movie, right? A Bug's Life movie. Mm-hmm. The Disney. Was it Pixar or just Disney? I guess it was just Disney, huh? Uh, no, Pixar. It was, was it a Disney second, Pixar film? Second feature length film. Okay, so Disney Pixar film, I mean, it was big. I'm sure just about everybody's seen it out there. And you play as Flick, of course, the main character. And, uh, I mean, you're, you're exploring 3D environments and, and doing some platforming and fighting off other bugs and kind of going through loosely the events mm-hmm. of the movie, it seems like. Um, yep. And then, and I mean, that's that's kind of, that's the very short synopsis. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it story-wise because it really does just kind of follow the movie with some small changes. But uh, gameplay-wise. Let's get into a little bit of what's going on, um, because there's there's some issues, in my opinion, with the with the uh, with the gameplay. Now, it was early days of 3D games. So, I mean, right. there were there were technical issues that they were dealing with at the time. And there were, you know, nobody really had much experience making 3D games. So, right. I mean, I, I give them some slack, but I mean, oh, Lord, yeah. <laughs> I. uh yeah. Yeah. So I will say the, there were some, I don't know, I, I'm trying to collect my thoughts on how I want to go about talking about it, but I really <laughs> don't know what to say other than it's rough. <laughs> it, it's really, it's really rough. Yeah. It's another it, it one is. of those, where the hell do I go kind of games? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. To, yeah. To, to, to an extent. I mean, there are, they even added a mechanic in the map where you find a little telescope and the little telescope will uh, highlight some objective in the level, and Flick will say out loud, oh, so that's where I'm supposed to go. And right. then, but that doesn't help. <laughs> like, No, like three, it really doesn't. Three, four, three, four levels in, um, the level's literally a maze. Three, four levels yeah. in is the scene where Flick gets lost in the dried up riverbed, mm-hmm. and he's trying to make it to the other side uh, to go to the Bug City to meet the warriors. And um, when you're in this dried up riverbed, it's a maze and you have to navigate the maze and fight off bugs and use your uh, puzzle solving, I guess, abilities to navigate this maze. But at the very beginning of the maze, there's one of those telescopes and Flick looks into it and says, oh, that's where I'm supposed to go. And all it is, is the last scene of the maze. <laughs> yeah, it you, really doesn't help it you. It doesn't tell all. you anything. Yeah. So y- you would think that it would like zoom out to a bird's eye view so that you could get a feel for how the map is built. But no, right. No, no, no. (laughs) It just, uh, it's rough. And like, there's just, there's a lot of little nitpicky things. So I guess we might as well just start getting into some of them. So like the biggest thing, in my opinion, the biggest problem other than the frame rate, because the frame rate's kind of trash in this game. It dips down. Oh yeah. Real low at points. Um, other than that, my big thing is the camera. Yeah. It's worth mentioning that, uh, yeah, both of us played this on original hardware. We did not yeah. emulate this, which you could use to explain away frame rate dropping issues to a degree. Um, 
Because right. PlayStation emulation is really good at this point. So not really, really good. But yeah. <laughs> e- even even but but even so, you could say like, oh hey, maybe something is wrong with my emulator here, and I, it's not it's not working just right. Maybe I need to tweak a few settings or something. But no, we both played this on original hardware. Yeah, I played it on and... PlayStation One. He played it on the PlayStation Two, and it just right. it's rough. Um. And then the camera controls. This game was made, I'm fairly certain, before the DualShock controller was a thing. Um, so there's no mm-hmm. like analog control. You can uh, toggle on the analog stick to move around, yes. and that works okay. But there's yeah. no like camera control at all, really. No. You can you can press one mm-hmm. button to kind of recenter the camera behind you, and then you can hold another yep. button to kind of lock it at a slightly higher, farther back angle, which I actually did find that right. quite helpful, being able to lock it back. But it it needs mm-hmm. some sort of camera control, even if it was like LR, like a lot of other old school games did to turn the camera with LNR. Right. That was my biggest issue was just being able to see where I was going and what I was doing was so rough right. because there there was just yeah. no camera controls at all. Um, right. And then what other like kind of gripes? The, the platforming a lot of times just didn't quite feel right to me. No, it's very like, slippery. It, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to describe it. It's so I mean, yeah. like... I don't know. It's the one of jumping those... around and whatnot was fine, I guess. But like getting on the edges of things and whatnot, sometimes I'd fall off when I feel like I shouldn't. Right. Sometimes I would stick when I'm trying to fall off things like that. And it just was it seemed it felt right. inconsistent, which is the worst, the worst of anything. Like even yeah. bad controls, as long as they're consistent, you can eventually get used to it. But whenever right. something's inconsistent, it just damages the whole experience. Well, it's um, I can understand to a degree why the platforms are so slippery and things because they had the environment that they're trying to build a game in is pretty frustrating especially for this era in 3d gaming like uh, uh early 3d platformers like super mario 64 or even uh spyro or even crash bandicoot uh to a degree you had um it, it, it's a fantasy location so yeah. you can modify the environment to work for your platforming level design. You can design a good platforming level and then rework the art assets to kind of compensate because it's a fantasy world. So you can manipulate things. But with this, it's supposed to be completely grounded, literally, um, to a bug's perspective of real-world obstacles, which I don't feel was as much of a problem in the Toy Story game because you could do a little bit more of that fantasy manipulation in that game. For instance, Buzz often finds, like, screws or um other little tiny toys that would just be lying all over the yard or all over andy's room or um there's uh also like a construction zone level and a uh a sewer level or a back alley level whichever it was where um different things can be obstacles and you can kind of get away with it because it's uh toys it's toy stories it's a fantasy world but um everything in a bug's life is pretty is pretty realistic as far as the types of things that exist in the world. So I can understand how difficult Some of the level it must have been. Difficulties. Yeah, yeah, to make mushrooms uh, uh, an actually good platform. <laughs> right, but you they could have just flattened out the mushrooms a little bit. Because yeah, a lot of yeah, the mushrooms are very dome shaped, and if they would have just gave yeah. them like a flat top, I mean, there's a bunch of different kinds of mushrooms. There are flat top mushrooms. True. So yeah. like they had options, they just didn't. Um, right. And another yeah. thing, just because it's playing in the video right now, mm-hmm. um, or around the time if you're watching it on YouTube, uh, there's the that I don't know what he calls it in the movie. It's been way too long since I've seen it, but that machine oh, yeah. that he builds to help him collect seeds, and you can find mm-hmm. that in the first level and walk around with it. 
I don't really understand the point of it. It seems to pull in seeds from farther away, um, uh, whereas did, otherwise you have to like basically touch the seeds. And it seems like yeah. you collect like honeycombs with it as well. But um, yeah, no, those I, I are don't... the those are the all elusive golden berries. Uh, looks like you skipped. Oh, the t- is that what you, that is? Is a you, golden berry? You skipped the uh, tutorial stage. I saw there. I, I went ahead and played the yes, tutorial, and the guy, the guy in the tutorial, which by the way does not tell you even close to what you need to know um (laughs) mentions um he mentions the fact that you can jump on mushrooms and that you can uproot the mushroom to have a new seed grow um he mentions that you can change the color of a seed uh so that it grows a different kind of thing which while Um, we bring that up before we continue i I will say that is one mm -hmm. of the best mechanics of the game in my opinion yes is being able to change the environment so as you go around you get you start with one power up um that you can I mean, I guess we should start at the beginning, really. There are apple-looking things that you can jump on and make Mm -hmm. some sort of plant sprout out of. Um, Every level, you start with one, and it's always a mushroom that you can bounce off of the top of. But as you travel around, you can find uh, power-ups that allow you to unlock other types of plants that you can make sprout up instead. There's, like, a leaf, um, and then there's also, like, a berry that, like, shoots things out of the top of it. And then, interestingly, you can continue to get those same power-ups over and over again in each level mm-hmm. and it adds new stages to the plant so like the mushroom one um i actually don't remember what leveling up the mushroom one does no but leveling up the green one i know makes a uh, taller bean yes. sprout grow yeah it makes it taller um, and taller and taller each time you collect it and the blue mm-hmm. one um has stages so regular the normal one just kind of spits out uh, i don't really know what it is some sort of goo um, mm-hmm. And then once you level it up, it spits out health uh, regen yep. packs, which is nice. And then you level it up again, and it does, I think it's like high jump ability. Um, and then yeah. you do it again, and it has like a guarding ability that you, like a bubble that you can sit in, and it helps guard you, things like that. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is, like John was saying, you can you can pick up these plants and move them around. So mm-hmm. there are some areas that can only be unlocked by picking up the the basic version of the plant before you make anything sprout planning mm-hmm. it somewhere else and then using like two of those power-ups together to get to higher platforms and things like that and right, i think which that is, is the... the strongest part of the game yes that is the uh the the basic puzzling i was talking mm-hmm. about having to figure out how to reach that new area by moving around things in your environment um but uh very basically this game just pissed me off <laughs> just, right <laughs> i i played it for 20-ish minutes and then i took a break and then I came back and I played more. Um, I got all the way through the second boss, which is the bird, and into the city. Um, mm-hmm. And when I got that's to where the I bug, quit, actually, I I didn't actually load into the city. I saved right before okay. and didn't play any farther. I, yeah, I loaded into the city and I tried to play the city, and it's just confusion. I could not figure out where I was supposed to go, and it's not that big of an area, but it's 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 platform heavy right and that's not this game's strong suit (laughs) not at all it's so much better as just a puzzle game with some light combat because the combat's actually not terrible no um it has some like lock on yeah it auto aims Mm -hmm. pretty heavily and uh just like you can with your plant seeds you can get power-ups that Mm -hmm. make your projectile act a little differently um like homing ones or explosive ones etc um, so the combat's right. actually pretty decent. I think, honestly, if they wanted this game to be a platformer, I think they should have just made it a 2D side-scroller. 
to be Probably. honest. I think that would have fixed like but all the issues. You could have uh... kept you could have kept the plant stuff, um, like being mm-hmm. able to move around the mushrooms and things. You could have kept all that stuff right. in there and then just had it be two D. And I think that would have fixed so many of the issues with it. Um, I agree. Um, but that was uh that was taboo in this day and age. Kids wanted right. the three D the 3d games yeah. i wanted games like mario nintendo came out right. the nintendo 64 and then playstation that was its big selling right. point was all the 3d but the playstation was mm-hmm. so good at 2d honestly it's upsetting that more it games was. didn't do 2d we uh um yeah we played a game for the next episode which uh spoiler alert reminded me of castlevania <laughs> <laughs> but um i but this time it's on purpose the game yes, is meant to yeah. be like castlevania so yeah. It reminded me of Castlevania, so just for fun, I threw on some Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and I'm like, God damn! Right. <laughs> it's just it's so great. good. Like, the PlayStation yeah. does it amazingly well. It's really upsetting yeah. that they didn't do more companies, I mean, didn't didn't do 2D on the PlayStation. but uh, Yeah, because it's, it's very alas, well done. here we are. Yeah, um, here we are with a bunch of crappy right. <laughs> 3D games. This this uh, portion that we're watching here is the, uh, the, the second, second level. level. It's, uh, yeah. It's a cave level. You're underground, and there's some some interesting things going on here. I I I like the game's environment. I don't think that the game looks bad. Um, no, for the for, for the time, I'd say it's pretty well. There's the some time, like yeah. clipping issues and things like that, but that's very common yeah. with PlayStation games. So can't right. really hold that against them per se. Um, no, but I think yeah, environmentally use... and like lighting and whatnot, a yeah. plus, a plus. Right. Yeah. They. I think that they use and they use multiple different um, effects to uh really really strong they 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 bring forward the strongest points of the effects whenever they need to for instance they use polygonal effects um for uh most of it for uh the environment but they use actually a fair amount of pixel art um for Mm -hmm. some of the animation and then the um all the little projectiles and the grain that you gather and things like that they're all pixel art and uh even down to some of the textures i've noticed that uh pixel art texture will be pasted onto a polygon and yeah. I thought that uh, that was pretty cool, uh, the way they yeah, kind of mixed and actually pretty hard to do on the PlayStation as well, because it was kind of notorious mm-hmm. for, uh, if I remember correctly, the dev kit had something like four to eight megabytes of RAM, something like that. I think I had eight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then Sony didn't know how much they were going to put in the console. Right. Everybody kind of assumed it would be about four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like a month or two before release of the PlayStation or whatever. And Sony mm-hmm. suddenly comes out and says, we're going to have one. So now right. all these game companies were like freaking out because they had been making games this entire time, assuming it would have like two to four megabytes of RAM. And now they only right. have one and they have to figure out how to get it all to work. And right. all this is just a drawn out way of saying that the dev kits that these companies had had so much more memory for things like textures and whatnot than the actual console did. I'm I'm sure it was hard right. to get actual textures and not just like flat colors to load onto right. all these polygons. Um, so I, I commend right. them for that. And in general, I think that's something Disney, the game side of Disney did pretty well was like yeah. the world design and art assets and things like that. Um, were yeah. generally speaking ahead of their time in my opinion. Yeah. D- D- Disney interactive back in the day was a fearsome foe in the gaming industry, especially with children's games, because these games yeah. in the nineties sold like candy. And right. there was yeah. a, um, there was a Stuart Little game that was produced as well. Stuart Little. I played specifically Stuart Little 2, and it was in the exact same style as this in Toy Story 2 for right. the PlayStation. It was a um, collectathon slash 3D platformer, whatever. Um, and uh, you, you went around and did the same types of things. You collected uh, different things through the levels to give you power ups. You collected 
uh, the equivalent of the seeds in this game, and uh, that gave you extra life, or you just got it for fun. Uh, there were secrets to collect uh, that would usually unlock a clip of the movie. Um, there were, uh, whatchamacallits, um, oh, for goodness sake, uh, letters <laughs> that spelled oh, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I forget, I think in Toy Story 2, you spelled Andy, pretty mm, sure. Okay. Um, I forget what you spelled in Stuart Little. It might've just been Little. Um, Stuart something, or Little or something probably, yeah. Stuart or Little, something, something short. Um, but it was, uh, it, it was the same basic game. So I had those two and, um, I couldn't find Toy Story 2 when I first started collecting again for the PlayStation 1 at a reasonable price, the complete copy, you know, I could only find like the disc. And since right. then, I have collected the disc just because I needed to. But um, I bought A Bug's Life because I knew it was the same kind of game. Um, my uh, party pack, I think it was, that I got from Sam's Goody back in the day um, included Toy Story 2, The Lion King, and a, um, what was it called? Disney Cup Racing or something? Oh, it was I have essentially. No clue. It was essentially Mario Kart, but you raced around uh, the Walt Disney World or Walt Disneyland theme park in teacups. That's actually pretty <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of it. But yeah, that is interesting. So, so there was like a uh, like a Wild West level that is similar to their Pioneer Land in Disneyland, and there was right. a level for the Haunted Mansion and um, a level for It's a Small World and different things like that. Um, so it, it was pretty interesting. Um, Looking back on it, at the time, it was just the the closest thing I had to Mario Kart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ba Settled as badly as I wanted a PlayStation uh, and Nintendo sixty four, I got a PlayStation. So right. <laughs> um, that's what I had. <laughs> but it's interesting to me that you called this a collectathon because I would not actually consider this a collectathon. Um, yeah. Because you don't really need to collect to progress. Really, the collecting True. isn't really so much of a. It's not the point of the game. It's just kind of something mm -hmm. you can do while playing the game. I would consider it an action platformer, to tell you the truth. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely closer to what it is. It's just right. any game like this that isn't, uh, I don't know, isn't heavier into one of the following combat platforming or RPG elements that has you collecting a large amount of things that it displays for you after the fact and that you need to 100% the game registers in my brain as a collectathon. Just a collectathon, <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, like we did ukulele a while back, and that's just yes. completely different style of gameplay. Um, and to me, that's what a collectathon is. Because, I mean, growing up with Banjo-Kazooie, uh, not mm -hmm. growing up with it, but playing games like ukulele and things like that, where the collecting is the point of the game. Right. So to me, that's a collectathon. This here is really just an action platformer. Um, yeah. So this probably won't sync up with the YouTube video, but we're going into the boss stage here on on Twitch while we're recording this. And uh, right. yeah, the bosses. Oh, Lord. They are Easiest the worst bosses I've ever <laughs> fought. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. You can basically stun lock them. So like yeah. in the beginning, I, I spent a lot of time going around because there's still things like the seeds and, and the letters and things like that. So I was going around collecting them, getting some power ups and things like that. And after I right. did that for a couple minutes, I was like, well, I wonder if I can just go ahead and start fighting off the boss. Maybe I can collect more stuff while he goes into his next phase or something like that. I basically right. just stunlock him for the entire thing. <laughs> like It's yep. ridiculously easy. I could not believe how simple it was. Yep. Yeah, it's... Uh... It was pretty shocking too because the uh, the second stage boss is the bird 
And for anyone that's seen the movie, the bird is like the biggest enemy in the whole movie. Even the main antagonist is afraid of the bird. And you just whoop the bird's ass. (laughs) Yeah, the hardest part of fighting the bird, (laughs) the second boss fight, is the platforming to get high enough to shoot him. Yeah. (laughs) Once you get up there, it's again, you just, you just, it's not really stun locking with the bird because he continues to move around. But depending where you're standing, right. he can't attack you or do anything. So you're just standing right. in one spot, constantly throwing projectiles at him, and he dies in right. like three seconds. It's just, it's ridiculously right. easy. I mm-hmm. I want to say, so like some of the parts of the game aren't the easiest to do. There are some, not like yeah. super hard parts or anything like that, but it doesn't seem mm-hmm. like this game was made for little, little kids until no. you get to the boss fights. Once you get to the boss fights, right. it's like they ha- they had to have been making this for very Little small kids. children with as yeah. easy as it is yeah but the rest uh, of the game doesn't line up with that and again it's just that inconsistency that kills me like what is this game actually trying to be right it, yeah the the target demographic here i assume would have been people that were around my age when the movie came out and i was right I don't know, four <laughs> when the movie <laughs> came out so that would have been the target demographic four to ten i don't know how it divides up there, i was gonna say probably more of like a six to twelve if i had a guess six, for like yeah, video six game to 12. Type um, thing. but yeah it's uh it's it's so strange because i don't want to just rip this game to pieces and say oh this game's shit and the controls right. are awful and all that kind of stuff the controls are pretty frustrating and at times definitely at, yeah. at times a lot of which can be forgiven by like you said nobody had ever made a 3d game before uh, they were all trying to figure it out. The PlayStation 1 was very much a uh, let's figure Learning out this experience. new territory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Learning experience type of console. Um, and it, it tried to work out a lot of its kinks. And you got a lot of classics um, in the meantime as it was working out its kinks and trying to figure out what it was. You had a lot of shine through games that seemingly uh, perfected what it could be early on like uh right. your super mario 64 and spyro and crash and different things like that that a lot of people remember Although, even in retrospect arguably crash didn't do so well well but... <laughs> and and in retrospect it's 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 a hard game and right. you were not expecting it to be that hard because of games like a bug's life like i i think we can all remember playing games like this when uh when we were young in in, in this era that were kind of ridiculously easy and just fun experiences and we played them because they were based off of our favorite movies and we right, wanted to play yeah. things like the movies so we didn't uh we didn't think about a bug's life as being castlevania hard or nes hard like then which crash Superman turn- 64 and right just right hate your entire existence <laughs> after that so yeah 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 and then you're I've dumb never... enough to be like well i don't really remember playing this game so you run it like three more times and every time you do it you just regret <laughs> everything yeah i never uh i never played that one of course i've seen the angry video game episode on it but uh i, have I honestly played, did uh... run it probably like three four times when i was a child just oh, i don't know no. if i like forgot how bad it was each time or what but each time i did it i just know that i would play it for like 15 minutes and then just not understand right. what i was doing and get bored of just flying around for two minutes and then have to right. restart from the beginning again and just like it was mm, right childhood that's man, pretty much all the game thing. is from what i understand um yeah but you're but, supposed to be uh, like flying around through goals and things like that uh, no nope. through uh Anyways, through rings sorry. yeah first episode yeah, is rings yeah, ring. and then you have to go fly yeah. and pick up a car and then more rings but I um, just flew around. I think I had a free play mode too, and that might have been what I mostly uh, played. Okay. It's been so long now; I don't really remember. But like, yeah, 
Yeah, it was it was a thing. Anyways, yeah, Bugs Life. Okay, <laughs> Bugs Life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's is that all that can really be said of the game? I mean, this right here, this area right here, I think looks really cool. The way yeah, it's it like the third in. fourth level. On the third fourth yeah. level, you uh, you kind of like it's where you're riding around on the dandelion, and uh, so mm-hmm. you you have your initial area where you can get a collect a couple power ups and whatnot, and then you unlock the dandelion. And you unlock a, a spin, spinny flower thing that like launches you up in the air. And then the the cool thing about this one, I mm. think it was one of the best levels, is you're flying for the entire thing. If you touch the ground, yeah, um, you you die. The bird swoops down and and gets you, and that's it. You have to restart the level. So there's more mm. of like those spinny flowers as you're going through the level that boost you up into the air. And mm. um, I actually think it's a pretty fun stage. My only problem with it is sometimes because of the poor camera controls, it can be hard to see mm. where the spinny flowers are to get you back up in the air so that you don't touch the ground um struggled with that a little bit but i think this uh also too it's kind of hard to see where the next one's going to be because this level the way it's designed uses some kind of like chunk loading Um, right well it's a it's render distance based yeah right so uh the closer you get to things the more things render in and uh yeah the draw distance was just very poor on the playstation for obvious hardware limitation reasons and so yeah right. it can be hard to tell where to go at points i'll i'll cool. agree with you there i'm watching the uh, i'm watching the footage back and the struggle is real right here with you well i thought i had oh. to stay in the air for this right, section yeah. so like at the end but you don't actually have to stay in the air at the end it lets you right. touch down on the ground so that's why like i was trying to get up into the air because I was scared well, that I was going to get yeah. killed again. And then finally, I just gave up and touched down. And it turns out once you get to the end, it's fine. You once can, you get past you those thorns down. right there. Yeah. 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 But so. yeah, I mean, so I, I guess overall, it, it didn't have the same effect on me as like ukulele. <laughs> right. <laughs> which which, which I still don't understand a, why. Yeah. Such a stupid this thing This game to is say, so much worse not... than ukulele. It is. Yeah. yeah. But um. I don't know. I, I think I just have a, a, a bit of a soft spot, maybe a nostalgic soft spot for PlayStation 1 games of this type specifically. Um, or maybe it's just because I like A Bug's Life <laughs> uh, as as a franchise, I guess. It's a one movie experience and it's a franchise <laughs> for me. Um, it's, yeah. the, coolest thing, the coolest thing about A Bug's Life that I remember is that they had different VHS cases. I don't know if you remember this at all, but when A Bug's Life was originally sold in stores, and this might be because I'm a VHS collector, but even back then, I remember um, there were just different cases of A Bug's Life that you could pick up. Like, one of them had Flick on it, the other one had Dot, another one had the Ladybug, another one had the Caterpillar. Um, and I definitely you could collect... do not remember any of this. Yeah, you could, you could get, uh, depending on the vhs case you bought the movie was totally the same the the actual tape inside but you could just buy uh, a vhs case with your favorite a bug's life character on it which i thought was really interesting i don't know if they were trying to prompt people to collect them all or something but that's what i think was probably going on to be honest um they know that there's collectors out there like you and they were just like well if we release 20 different cases then we'll sell 20 copies of this movie (laughs) and i I know but i can imagine the struggle for kids and parents at the time where they're just like we need to collect them all and they're like i'm not paying 20 (laughs) dollars every time for the same tape for the same tape it's like uh, over and over again uh, right yeah yeah like pokemon yeah what's the difference between red and blue (laughs) yep pretty much nothing (laughs) Luckily, I grew up with a lot of siblings, so it was fine for us because we 
each wanted right. our own copy of the game anyway, so it didn't uh, really okay, yeah. for us. So you but, get red, uh, you get blue, you get silver. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, kind of deal. So that worked Fun. out pretty well. But well, that, um, that, that works. I didn't even yeah. have a Game Boy. <laughs> the last thing, the last thing I'll say about this game is, and I don't know why. Um, I should have said it at the beginning, but the intro mm-hmm. sequence, whenever you first turn on the game. For mm-hmm. some reason, gives me some Lord of the Rings vibes. The music and just like the the yeah. the framing of the scene and thing like that. Yeah. I think it was my favorite part of the entire game was just the <laughs> the, the, the three only... second video that played in the beginning. Oh, like the Traveler's uh, I like don't, game developer I don't, logo. Yeah, I don't know if it was Traveler's yeah. Tale logo or if mm-hmm. it was the scene that plays after that introducing a Bug's Life. I can't remember which one oh, okay. it was, but one yeah. of those two intro sequences. I was just like, hmm. This is this is some good stuff right here. This is that, we should we should play some Lord of the Rings games on the PS2. They had some classic. I uh, and then we that can, was uh, one that I used to play. It was on the Xbox. There might have been a PlayStation uh, version as yeah, well. Yeah, well they had. Um, I'm pretty sure they had game versions of the three movies. They had, I know it. Well, those aren't the ones I had. played. The one yeah. I played was a uh, strategy game, a tactics okay. game. And, I know uh, that it was it was interesting. Yeah, because I I know they had. Um, at least the two towers in Return of the King right. on I'm sure they had uh, all the PS2 and on the Xbox, but um, yeah, they they had some different games that came out and then kind of went dark for a while until Shadow of Mordor. Yes, but which um, are more games we need to play. Right, we'll just do the entire um, Lego collection at some point. Right, the Le- <laughs> hey, I am down for that. You don't even <laughs> honestly. Know. I'm playing through Lord of the Rings, the Lego game right now. The Lego, so like, I I never I played that one, that but. There's just, and I actually thought of that. That's a good point that ties into A Bug's Life, because I thought of um, back in the day how it was a huge trend to make games out of uh, feature film properties, because mm, there was yeah, there was yeah. a game, obviously there's A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2 had a game, Stuart Little, um, and then a ton of other games. Anytime a movie or a TV show came out, there had to be a game about it, and down right. to a Mary-Kate and Ashley game for the Game Boy. Who I know. played that? I know. I'm pretty sure my <laughs> sister had it, honestly. Right, um, like, yeah. So, I mean, it was it, it was just you had to do it. If there was a movie coming out, you had to make a game about it. And sometimes it turned out okay, yep. right? Like, um, most I, of the time, I, I, not so much. Right, and like, <laughs> even like uh, the Harry Potter games on the PS2, those are great. Um, to, uh, to... not all of them. I'm pretty sure like one or two. Yeah. Of the, like, I think it was the first one or second one or something like that was pretty gets... bad, if I remember correctly. It, but it doesn't follow the movie is, very well. Right. Uh, right. Like, uh, I, I know a lot of people love both the Prisoner of Azkaban movie and they cite the Prisoner of Azkaban as one of their uh, favorite PS2 movie games. Um, yeah. Just because of, uh, like, how fun it is. But I will say this. Nobody has ever done movie properties justice like the Lego franchise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Lego, and, like Lego they, Star they've... Wars... Lego they Harry mostly Potter. follow the movie. The gameplay is right. fantastic. Like they are actually yeah. good games. Now geared towards children, obviously, being a Legos franchise and all that. Right. But they are excellent titles for sure. Right. Um, but I think and that's a conversation for another day. Sure. Yeah. Whenever but I, I, I was Lego just games. trying to scale it back to a Bug's Life a little bit. I think that what they have done correctly is where a lot of these early movie franchise games fell short because uh something i was also thinking about while playing this game is it just seemed to kind of lack style to me everything was like just kind of stock you know like it's a bug's life and i'm not saying like the artwork isn't imaginative imaginative or something because like flick looks good i like how much attitude his character has i love the voice acting this is the best or at least one of the best playstation one voice acting that i've ever heard (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's done. It's done by the original actor, or at least a very close sound alike. 
Um, they all, they, he says lines that you would expect him to say in the movie. Um, he actually interacts with the environment a little bit because like, uh, I remember playing Toy Story 2. Um, if you play as, uh, Buzz Lightyear, um, he, he doesn't say much. Like every once in a while he'll say to infinity and beyond. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, um, but he, he doesn't really say a whole lot in, uh, as far as something that has to do with the environment. So I really appreciated what they did with Flick in this game, making him kind of react to things. He kind of, he reminded me just a tiny bit of Gex, (laughs) (laughs) but um, not, not to the same level, obviously. Um, But that's what I think uh, that that's what reminded me of the Lego games, because I kept thinking like, man, this is really kind of like a bland stock environment. I really don't feel like they did the the franchise or the property justice. But then again, how are you going to expand a game that is supposed to be a four or five hour experience out of one feature film when the feature film is not video game like the feature film is story driven and comedy driven? So how are you going to make a game out of that? Toy Story 2 was a much smarter thing to do because there was a lot more video game qualities, even down to um, the literal opening of Toy Story 2 was Rex the Dinosaur playing a video game of Buzz right. Lightyear. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think there are options, though, because, I mean, the Lego games did it fairly well. Now, obviously, they were a little bit more transformative. Yeah. But, like, you can still include, like, comedy and things like that in video games because, I mean, right. there's a thousand different genres of video games, too. You don't have to go right. action platform where they could have went point and click adventure right and then, and then had all the comedy and the remarks and all that sort of stuff in there oh, as well but, but um, christian that's not that's not what the video game market was like in the 90s, <laughs> yeah man. i mean sure it definitely wasn't hip for the kids the point and clicks right um, on the playstations that was point and clicks a, were a education games and uh, back in the day yeah well i mean there were a lot of popular <laughs> point and click games too True. um they yeah. were just mostly uh a pc sort of yes. realm not so much like a console home console thing and obviously right. the pc gaming market wasn't as big over here in america as it was uh other places like europe um back right. in the 90s right. but uh yeah but, i think uh, that's pretty much it for bugs life for me at least i don't have any yeah. other any I, other no, things i just uh i my 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 biggest takeaway is eh, not bad but they yeah. could have done better same if you're young or really like uh, a bug's life, it's worth giving mm-hmm. it a shot. I'd suggest find it in a bargain bin. Right. I've been able to find two copies of it for less than five dollars. Um, right. So yeah, shouldn't be yep. too hard to find. Relatively cheap. So, it's worth giving it a try for that price. Same same thing for me. And and you know if you're a fan of collecting uh, original PlayStation games, also uh, something oh, to well consider yeah, because yeah, because uh, this is uh, this is an easy and cheap one to buy. But even for uh, whatchamacallit those black label collectors i know uh some people mm. are uh severely against buying greatest hit titles <laughs> right i i have both i have a greatest hits label. and a regular and uh mm-hmm. like i said i got both of them for under five dollars they're not sealed or anything mm-hmm. but they're complete in box copies and everything so like yeah right pretty cheap one to pick yeah. up um uh, what'd you do with just one more level though we gotta we gotta answer that before we go i would not uh and it, it's it's not necessarily because of the level design it's because the level I made it to, I don't confidently think I could get past <laughs> that, sure. uh, that cityscape level that I, I did make it to. I don't know what to do. And if I was a kid and I had all the time in the world to just play that same right. level you owned over three and over video for like games two hours. And this was one of right. them. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, in, the, in this day and age, no, I would not play just one more level of A Bug's Life. I'm, I'm of sorry, the same mind. Life. It's not because yeah. of any specific level or anything like that. Uh, the controls are just right. too inconsistent. There's a little bit too much jank for me. Um, yeah. 
it's the sort of thing that I would play uh, if like if, if the Yub Tubs wanted me to or something. Like I would do it for content, sure. but I I don't I'm not gonna play it for my right. own enjoyment or anything like that. I'm not nearly as turned off of this game as I was like Earthworm Jim. Um, right. but not not a huge fan either. So yeah, that's oh. my bar for bad games at the moment. That community. may change. Um. <laughs> Just one more level community. Please make it happen. We gotta get Christian to play Earthworm Jim again. We gotta get him to play Earthworm Jim two, Earthworm Jim three D, Earthworm Jim on the Game Boy. <laughs> Whatever. Speaking Wh- of things we're playing there. though, John, <laughs> Christmas special yeah. releasing one day after this uh, video slash podcast goes up. What are we uh, yes. what are we doing for the Christmas special here? Oh, for the Christmas special, we have a wonderful feast prepared for everybody. Um, I selected all of the games personally for the Christmas special. He did. He did. I, yes. I'm glad he said that because if he didn't, much, I was going to. <laughs> much, much to Christian's chagrin. Yep. I have uh, selected all of the games for this one, so I made sure that they were just... Um, Oh, perfect <laughs> and that christian would enjoy every single moment um uh, and I, I didn't do it on purpose just to troll christian <laughs> or, or, or anything like that jonathan also, definitely yeah, has his taste um there's definitely i mean there's a common theme in three of the games that yeah. i mean well what are we playing john do you do you, do you have uh, the list do you know what we played I, I I do know what we played. So uh, starting off at the uh, the innocent, I we tried to play a sort of interactive Christmas card that I don't really think that we're going to include. Um, right, we might, we might mention it just as like a yeah, just yeah. as a like here's um, a thing that you can do. But yeah, yeah, hey, go go check this person out because they did a really good job at making some nice pixel art. Um, right. But uh, other than that, we played an arcade game called uh, Santa's Delivery Mission, which yep. to me. Um, well, we'll get into what we think of them later. Yeah, um, yeah. We played a uh, several horror <laughs> Christmas games, several indie horror Christmas games, uh, one, one of which got kind of YouTube famous. It was called The Thirstiest Time of the Year, which was made off of the uh, based off of the god-awful LeBron James commercial. <laughs> which I don't watch TV, so I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. Until Which you e- he... uh, not emailed me. Wow, how old are we? Um, until you <laughs> yeah. sent me the message on Discord, like uh, yeah, didn't even know that existed. But yeah, yeah. I I'm, I've seen it for the past couple of years, and every time I'm like, I know they went for that claymation classic Christmas feel, but this is scary. And Amber was like, <laughs> you know they, you know they made a horror game about this, and I was like, did they? <laughs> <laughs> and yes, uh, there's yes, one more did. though. We 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 did one other one too. So we did the oh, three did. the three horror games because you know Halloween um right we did the the arcade game and uh what was the last one and then the last one that we did was a wonderful little title from the wisdom tree collection and Mm. uh it it is christmas only because it is christian yep um it is it it is a a religious themed ripoff of the legend of zelda and it holds kind of and it, it holds um nostalgic value for me because i i grew up very religious and um in my household there were many religious knockoff type things always available so my uh, nintendo games were wisdom tree games (laughs) so um and of course the angry video game nerd did uh i think two episodes for a christmas special where he played wisdom tree games so um i thought i thought it would be kind of fun to do that so yeah wisdom tree games christmas horror games um and a uh little christmas arcade game is what you 
have to look forward to on the next episode. Very, very holiday themed. And also, if you're going to watch the video on the next episode, I did some very fun transition uh, for for this episode. A little bit of custom pixel art to look forward to that John uh, spent some time working up for us. So I did. And that that was the most, probably the most fun. (laughs) (laughs) fun, Uh, I'll I'll get into, I'll get into that during the podcast, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So John, where can we find you, bud? You can find me on the Just One More Level podcast YouTube channel, of course, and uh, my own personal YouTube channel, The Dorse Man, where I uh, play games and I upload Twitch stream VODs, uh, which means you can also find me on Twitch, of course, uh, The Dorse Man slash, what is it, Twitch.tv slash The Dorse Man. Um, There'll be links uh, links that you can follow. Um, And then, of course, uh, you can also find me on my social media pages, Twitter, um, at the Dorse Man, John Dorsey One, Instagram, the Dorse Man, the Dorse Man all around, all the time, all around the Dorse Man. <laughs> but uh, right. uh, Christian, where can we find where can we find you? Yeah, Twitch and YouTube as well for the most part. Um, I haven't been mm-hmm. very active lately. Hopefully that will change as the holidays uh start to wind down here. And then I also yep. have, or sorry, I stream all the Steam on them. And then uh, I also have the Twitter stream the Steam. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. check us out. And then, uh, as always, we also have a Discord that we're both a part of. So if anybody wants to uh, join yep. the community on Discord, easiest way to give us game suggestions and things like that other than uh, Twitter, Discord. So, uh, yeah. Right, or uh, leaving us messages live on stream. Oh, yeah, comments and things and messages on stream, of course, right. yeah. All of it. Uh, I mean, we oh, check which... it all, but Discord's just kind of the most convenient because, yeah. Uh, that, 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 does, uh, that does remind me. I actually uh, I was speaking to a friend of mine, and he gave us... Uh, two suggestions, which uh, I'll I'll talk oh. to you about in a bit. Yeah, so. I was gonna say perfect. Yeah, we'll add them to the list. Yeah, by all means. Yep. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much, yeah. everybody, for watching. Yeah, you didn't have to, but you did, and we appreciate it. So, thank you so much. Enjoy your holiday, everybody. Yep. Bye bye. Bye bye.